Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Yeah, boy, it's May 26th, and it's episode 109, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer. I'm your host, Uncle Buckets. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the internet's only all-auction website. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash FantasyFootballAuctioneer, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at FantasyAuction. We've got a great show for you tonight. Tonight we're going to take a look at wide receivers and a little after draft aftermath. Um, just like last week, someone went through the ranks and uh, came up with a few few things that stuck out to him, a couple of uh, situations that he wanted to talk about, uh, those types of things like we did in episode 108 with running backs. We'll do the same thing this week with episode 109 and wide receivers. But of course, our experts, they're always here. He just can't lose when it comes to playoff fantasy hockey. Blister, uh, you got a commanding lead in two pools. Go Lightning, but I see you put a sad face on there because of the current situation because you're watching it live. We got two words for you. Yeah, I turned it off, actually. I was so disgusted, uh, Bucks. The Lightning, Lightning are getting boot-stomped here tonight, and now they got to go back to New York. And You know, that Ranger team, they just keep on winning and finding ways to get goals, and uh, it's sad. I think, yeah, it could be. I need them to stay alive. If they get to the finals, it should be fine for me, but that's a big if at this point. But, yeah, it's been fun. Should be able to hang around for something, at least. Well, that's always good. It's always good. You're uh, um, the master of all fantasy lately, the golf and the, the baseball and the <laughs> hockey. Had a pretty good run. <laughs> Great run it's all in golf. Come crashing pretty down. good run in baseball. Well, yeah, you know what? I find this, and I'm glad I, w- I was actually listening to, uh, I listened to a lot of serious, obviously, uh, fantasy <laughs> sports channel, and uh, I was very happy to hear today how guys uh, – you know, they, they seem to be cruising along, and then no matter what they're playing or what site they're playing on, all of a sudden they seem to hit a wall, and they just can't win for a week. You know, Robots. they can't pick a game at 50-50. You know what? And they just – and I thought, oh, good, it's not just me, because I'll – I remember this every other year, too, that I played baseball. I'll be winning, 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 and all of a sudden, bang, I can't win a game to save my life. And uh, it just gets so frustrating. So I think I'm even at the point right now where I just got to take a break, take a week off, and then <laughs> – regroup and start to reassess how I've been doing things and go back to basically what I have been doing things. I think the more you read, usually the worse off you yeah. are. So. Yeah, go back you have to go back to the basics sometimes. That's right. You get too into it, right? That's, that's right. That's right. All right. And um, I didn't know what else to say, but he's just jacked to sit down and talk wide receivers. He likes the loose, loose script. Uh, Slim, thanks for throwing things together. I had to go to the uh, – big box store after I cut the lawn tonight. Uh, I didn't want to throw the name of the big box store because they're not a sponsor. Feel free to sponsor us. So anyways, uh, Slim, how are you doing tonight? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Doing good. I am excited to talk uh, wide receivers. I like when we just kind of go informal and shoot from the hip a little bit here. Well, shoot from the hip, we will. So uh, let's just get this going. We're getting off to a little bit of a late start due to some technical difficulties. So hopefully everything holds true um, as we move forward. So if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. All right, so like I said, we're going to talk wide receivers uh, and go through Go through some of the things that Slim saw when he was going through the ranks tonight. Uh, first off, though, we'll we'll bust out the blues clues, blues clues, because here's a segment called "We Just Got a Letter." We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. 
So we just got a letter or some Twitter questions actually tonight. Uh, new Twitter question coming from Jason uh, Gabler. Let's say it at Mumbles two four seven. He's asking our thoughts on Jarvis Landry. Even drops the the tag in there at God underscore Son eighty. So he wants to know thoughts on Jarvis Landry heading into this year because he thinks he could be a breakout for this year. Slim, uh, you wrote it down. You get first crack. Thoughts on Jarvis Landry? Well, um, actually just came out today that he's pretty much looks like he's got a, the slot receiver locked down, which is great, I think, for that offense. Um, he should have, in PPR leagues, to me, he is, you know, easily, well, shouldn't say easily. He, he easily approaches that late uh, wide receiver two, somewhere in that range, for sure a high-end wide receiver three quite easily. Um I worry about, uh, you know, the emergence of Devontae Parker. I think Greg Jennings, not that he's uh, at an athletic marvel anymore, mm-hmm. but I think he could steal some looks. Uh, you know, I think there's there's some mouths Kenny to feed Stills. there now. Yeah, it's Kenny Stills for sure. I mean, there's only so many targets to go around. I think that will definitely limit Landry. I don't see why he can't do what he did last year, though. Uh, I just have a hard time seeing him really, um, you know, command elite-type targets. So until then, to me, he's still a low-end wide receiver, too, um, at the moment. All right. Uh, Blister, what do you think of Jarvis Landry this year? He finished uh, 30th in PPR last year, 84 targets. What do you think of him heading into 2015? Actually, he actually had 112 targets and 84 oh, sorry, receptions 84 last reception. year. Uh, sorry, I had to yeah, scroll down. No problem, to I like I, I like you did your homework though, Mr. Buckets. Uh, you know what? I like him. I, I, I he's the only receiver they have that they had there last year that played a prominent role. You know, Rashard Matthews is there. He's a bit disgruntled because they drafted Parker. They brought in Stills and Jennings, so he's a little bit pissy pants right now. But. Uh, <laughs> Jarvis Landry is the only guy that was there and has that familiarity with uh, with um, uh, Tannehill. Plus, the other thing I like is Wallace left town. He had 115 targets. They only hooked up 67 times. I don't see all those targets just simply being dumped off onto Stills and Jennings. I think, A, Jennings is too old. I can't see him playing a big piece of this offense by the time camp rolls around. I could see Parker sliding up and having Stills going deep but uh, we know that's not going to work out. We know Tannehill has a problem making, uh, connecting on the deep ball. Being a slot receiver, Landry should be in line for, you know, another. He had 84 catches as a rookie. I can't see why he'd have any less than that, probably top 100. The big thing for him would be getting a few into the end zone a few more times. He scored five times last year, and Wallace scored 10. So I, I really think that, you know, he, if he uh, continues like he did last year, he starts off on a good foot with that familiarity with Tannehill. And uh, are you laughing at Slim I'm right now? I'm laughing at Slim having a sneeze attack. Uh, at least he put it on mute, though. I do appreciate it. That's <laughs> Slim, but it's a sneeze. I thought you were coughing. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought it was a seizure. I thought you might have been a seizure or something. I was <laughs> worried. Tears and... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got really back. close to the Sorry. screen too. <laughs> oh, I thought I, <laughs> that's okay, I man. <clears throat> Sorry, it's you did good. a good job. He <laughs> <laughs> remembered. Anyways, me I like Landry screen. going forward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know okay. he took it off mute. Even that's the part I have trouble with. So <laughs> yeah, um, I do like Landry. I think he could be. Uh, I think there's a question coming up later where uh, he won't get into wide receiver one, but I think he could be very high end uh, wide receiver two. All right, so that was a Twitter question that came to us at Fantasy Auction. That was from Mumbles247. Next one, uh, we haven't heard from him yet this year, but we did hear from him last year, at Canadian Vike Fan. Um, his first question is interesting, and uh, Blister, I'll let you start with it. Was Mike Wallace a decent fantasy wide receiver last year? Yeah, he was decent in PPR. He finished uh, ranked 20th last year. I just did spot out some of his numbers. He had uh, 67 grabs on 115 targets uh, for 862 yards and 10 touchdowns. And I think those touchdowns are the big part that helped him get up to that 20th ranked uh 20th receiving sure. ranking. Um, so he was decent. You know, he, he fit in there in the wide receiver two category. He's going into Minnesota now. Um, you know, I think he might have... An interesting situation. I think it's going to really be interesting to see how 
he does through camp. And I, I wonder how he'll do in the really cold weather. I know he started his career in Pittsburgh, but he was younger and probably had less attitude and less, uh, you know, ego to stroke at that time. I know that there's a, you know, it's really hard to say how well he'll be in Minnesota. I honestly don't think he'll finish as high as he did last year where he was 20th ranked. I think there's guys behind him like A.J. Green, Jordan Matthews, Andre Johnson. These guys all finished behind him last year. Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think all those guys could easily jump ahead of him. And there's other guys potentially even further down the list that could could jump, make a jump this year. So I don't uh, – I'm not high on Wallace this year. I worry about him in the cold weather. I, I don't know how it's all going to unfold with that offense. I think it's early, though. It's May. In, in the next couple months here, as we get into these, into August more so, we'll have a better feel for how big a role he will have and uh, go go forward from there. I don't think he, I don't have him. I don't see him finishing as good as he did last year, though. All right. So, um, Slim, where do you have him ranked? I was just thinking about that. 36th. I'm okay with that, too. Okay. Low end three. Low end three. All right. So, uh, Slim, what do you think? Was he good last year? One, and uh, the second part of the question was, do you think he'll he'll be um, wide receiver two this year? Yeah, I think he was good last year. Um, I think he's a wide receiver two this year. No. For a lot of the same things that Blister said, I mean, I think we talked about this – a couple of weeks ago, before the draft, actually, he was one of the guys that we thought would regress a little bit. Um, you know, Tannehill, he had a decent season last year. We were talking a little bit off the air. Part of that was he caught 10 touchdowns. I don't think he replicates those numbers in Minnesota. I mean, Teddy only threw for, I think, 14 last year. And, yeah, that number should go up. I just don't know now if AP plays for, you know, as a major role in this offense. I think... Okay. He could eat up some rushing scores. Um, I also, you know, I just feel like, again, there's there's going to be a lot of competition for targets there. Bridgewater only threw for uh, 224 yards a game, so it's not tons of area yardage. And again, with AP in the mix, I think there could be a lot more rushing attempts. So, you know, I don't see that passing yards per game going up a ton. So I just don't think there's going to be tons of weekly production. I think he'll be far from consistent. So I, I just I don't see him as a wide receiver too. To me, he's one of those guys you get as a wide receiver three and hope to stream. Okay. So do you like him better than Jarvis Landry, who we just spoke to? No. No. I like Jarvis Landry better, yeah. I think Jarvis oh. Landry will be more consistent, especially in PPR leagues for sure. But yeah, oh. Jarvis Landry will be much more consistent. Okay, how about uh Tory Smith? Um no, I'll take Mike Wallace. I'm not real high on the San Francisco passing game, though. Okay, Blister, how about you? Do you think do you like uh, well? I'm gonna just guess from your previous answer. You like Jarvis Landry better than Mike Wallace this year? I do. Yeah. How yep. about uh, your friend Eric Decker? You know, I, I do think Eric Decker can. Uh, I know Marshall's there and stuff. I do think he'll finish higher than Wallace this year. Okay. So you guys have it uh, kind of right in there. It seems right around those consensus rankings I'm looking at over at Fantasy Pros. That's uh, all right kind of in the ballpark. Nothing really standing out too much there as far as Mike Wallace goes. So that's the end of the Twitter questions. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. We are at Fantasy Auction. Um, we've got some guys that have been hitting us up on Facebook as well. So it's backslash um, uh, what is it? The Fantasy Football Auctioneer. You can also email us. We are football. Uh, Football Auctioneer, is that what it is? That's what it is. FootballAuctioneer at gmail.com. i got too many things to try to remember. Anyways, guys, let's take a look at some of the things that Slim came up with as far as wide receivers. So um, going through the list here, Slim, I see, you know, that the top ten ranks are, are pretty close between the two of you guys, but there is one part that kind of jumps out, and that's Demarius Thomas. Uh, between the two of you, Slim, you have him at uh, number six overall, and Blister has him as the third wank, third wanked. Yeah. yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Uh, anyways, uh, Slim, you have him as the uh, sixth-ranked wide receiver. So let's uh, do a little defend your rankings. Who's going first? Slim, Slim, go. You have oh, sorry. Um, I guess I'll say that I'll start off by saying 
I put him at six, but by no means does that mean that he is going to, I don't think, be productive. I mean, when I did my tiers, I, I see four guys to me that don't really have much of a problem breaking about 315, 320 points, and that's Antonio Brown, Des Bryant, Jody Nelson, and Odell Beckham. Um, after that, then to me, we get into this next tier, you know, Julio, Demarius, Calvin, AJ, and Cobb in some order. Um, so I still think Demarius, I, I, I have him right around 315 points, which, I mean, that's awesome production. Uh, yeah. Last year there was only, I think, five, four receivers that broke 315 points. So, you mean, I mean, he to me, he's still elite. I just think there is a lot of elite guys this year and some that I think are in maybe better situations as far as volume goes. And don't get me wrong, Demarius is one of the most consistent guys you're going to get, but Peyton Manning is aging. I don't know if they're willing to let him throw it 40, 45, 50 times every game. We saw what C.J. Anderson could do with some carries. So I just think that he might be in line for a little bit of a downtick in terms of uh, targets. I mean, last year he had 1,600 yards on 184 targets. If I'm not mistaken, he led the NFL. Yeah, he led the NFL on targets. I just, I, to me, he might lose, you know, 20 targets next year, and then he falls into kind of Julio Jones territory where, mm-hmm. you know, he's just getting over 300 points, which, again, is nothing to, you know, be disappointed yeah, yeah. in. I just don't see him as being a threat right now to be the number one fantasy wide receiver next year. So, Blister, you have him at number three. I'm going to guess consistency comes into play here as well. I mean, he hasn't, uh, if we take a look, um, you know, he's had over 140 targets since Peyton's been there and scoring up over 300 fantasy points in the last three years. So why don't you tell us about why you have him ranked at number three overall? Well, again, I just think he's he's the number one target for Peyton. I think he's in a great offense. Um, they they don't have really a you know he could potentially see more red zone targets and more shots in the end zone because right now their tight end situation isn't what it was last year. I think Julius Thomas left town and took twelve touchdowns with him. So I think that he's going to probably Peyton likes to go to his guys that he can rely on and trust. You know, and I think Demarius Thomas could see a little more. Uh, opportunity for touchdowns this year um but he's always very steady you know Peyton is what worries me a little bit I'm curious to see how Peyton how the season goes like I don't know if last year if his arm was wearing out or if he just had a lot of injuries that were resulting in his he had some pretty poor fantasy performances and if he's having a poor fantasy day then nobody else in the receiving court can be that great either so I'm worried I wonder if you know was he going to come back healthy is he going to fade over the course of the season like he did this year and that's the only part that worries me but I do think that you know I, I really don't trust like I wrote about the Denver Broncos today I don't really trust Owen Daniels like a lot of people are going to probably pay a little bit more for him on auction day because He's going from he's going to Peyton, right? And he's the name that everybody knows. But Owen is old, and he hasn't been able to play a full season. And and I just don't know, you know, Green that's there. He hasn't been much of a he hasn't had a very many targets even in his career. So I just think that maybe Demarius picks up some of the slack that uh, from Julius. And I just he has a good chance of finishing up high again, like he did last year. He's second last year, so I think he can finish up in that range again, maybe even better with the touchdowns. Okay. So, good stuff on Demarius. I'm just taking a quick little look, guys, at um, the consensus top 10 ranks here, looking at Antonio Brown, 1, Jordy Nelson, 2, Des Bryant, 3. Consensus-wise, we've got Demarius Thomas at 4, Woodell Beckham, 5, Julio Jones at 6, Calvin Johnson uh, steady at 7, A.J. Green at 8, um, Randall Cobb at 9, and Alshon Jeffrey is consensus at 10. However, you guys do vary on him a little bit as far as his overall rankings. Some you got him at 12, Blister, you have him at 9. So Slim, uh, back-end wide receiver 1, possibly a wide receiver 2. Talk to us about Alshon. Two words, baby. Jay Cutler. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I just think he's, he's going to find it. And, you know, again, we're talking about super talented guys, and a lot of these cases, we could be splitting hairs here oh, yeah, for come sure. the end of the season. But I look, um, you know, 
I don't trust Jay Cutler at all. Um, I think though, you know, there's a chance where Cutler could lock in on him and try and force feed him some passes, which might be a smart thing. But I think with Brennan Marshall being gone, defenses, he's become, become the primary focus other than maybe Matt Forte. Um, so I just think because he's going to be the focus of defenses, it's going to be a little bit harder for him than, you know, say guys like Randall Cobb, uh, to really um, produce big points week in and week out. I still think he'll be consistent. Obviously, I still have him as a wide receiver one. So I think, you know, he's definitely going to be fairly consistent. I just don't know uh, if he's going to be, you know, close to that 20 points per game average that you expect from some of these elite guys in PPR leagues. Um, But, yeah, I still think he's going to have a monster game here and there. But uh, just... If I'm going to take a guy this this high, I want um, I want elite production. If I can get it, I want those 20 points, fantasy points a game. All right. So Blister, you have him at ranked at wide receiver nine right now, a little bit higher than Slim, but still probably around that same peer, uh, tier. Sorry. Talk to us about Alshon. Well, I, I think I mean yeah. Other other games, there was other games last year and and the year before where Alshon played without Brandon Marshall, uh, whether Brandon Marshall got hurt or whatever, and he still did well. I guess the big difference is, like Slim said, this year when they game plan for them, he is the man, definitely no Brandon Marshall. Last year, Alshon finished 10th, and Brandon Marshall finished 34th. So Brandon was banged up a bit. He only played 13 games. Um, I just think that it, he is the main man there, you know, and and like Slim said, the big the scare factor for many of us other than Bears fans is Jay Cutler, you know. Right. But I think he's very talented. I think and we we know what he can do on the field. Jay should look for him quite a bit. Um they do have some changes there with coaching staff and, and offensive coordinator, so I don't know how that'll affect them. But other than more, Matt Forte, like Slim said, he's the best gonna be the best player out there. Uh, and you know, White's gonna take a bit of time to adjust out there and to learn the game. So Alshon's gonna be definitely the number one. Um I just think that, you know, I've looked at other receivers that before, you know, AJ Green even, how many times was he a top ten receiver with Andy Dalton? Yeah. I mean how many times with Andy Dalton Slim, I think we made it just lost blister there. Yeah, I think I know what he was going to say. And I, part of this I looked at as well. I mean, and he brings up a good thing. I know he's going to talk about Andy Dalton. Um, but I also think A.J. Green is maybe uh, a more talented receiver than Alshon Al- Jeffrey. And it's not a knock on Jeffrey. But, yeah. you know, I look at last year, he only had three games with over 100 yards receiving. I mean, that doesn't scream to me elite talent. Um, necessarily as far and, and we're talking about production and fantasy wide receiver position here. Uh, I think he only averaged like 16 fantasy points a game, which like I said, for me, the magic number in PPR leagues is 20 points a game. And I, and I realize that, you know, just looking at average points, it's not really, you know, the best metric to use to predict future production, but Again, I think we've seen enough sample size from Jeffrey to kind of know what we're going to expect. I mean, I I would also expect, you know, his touchdown numbers could go up. I just don't know if what this bear, what to necessarily expect from this Bears offense with this change in regime. I think, you know, as far as uh, touchdown production, you could ask Matt Forte. I I think the loss of Mark Tretzman is going to be felt a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just not ready to put him above some of these guys, you know, Randall Cobb, uh, obviously, you know, Julio Jones, I, I, I don't want to put him above those guys yet. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but, um, to me, he's just a little bit too risky in terms of the wide receiver one production. There's going to be safer bets for, I would say similar or cheaper prices, I would think than Alshon. Uh, Blister, did you make it back? Let's see yep. the big. All right, can you hear me? the big B. I, yeah, I can hear you. Can't see it. That's all right though. Oh, there he is. Well, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I got some uh, West that's all right. and, uh, so, internet. Uh, Slim went in to uh, discuss a little bit about Andy Dalton and uh, his 
combination with AJ Green, that's where you kind of left off. So uh, you can finish your point there if you want. It might be the same thing Slim was just saying, but give her. Well, I just, I, I well, what I was getting to the point is sometimes these good receivers can make up for mediocre quarterback play, and I, I just think Elshon has shown us that he's got some extreme or elite talent, and he did well last year even with B Marsh not there. So. I, you know, you know when you get down to that nine ten range, I think where I have him ranked, where I got open up the right screen. Uh, yeah, I mean Elshon, I got Randall right behind him. Sanders, who finished fifth last year, could easily bounce ahead of him again if he has another solid year. So I got a lot of guys in there that uh, potentially, you know, they they're interchangeable. But that's why I have him ranked in the top ten right now. I just think that because he will be the focal point of that offense. Uh, All right. Here. So let's just stick with Chicago here, guys, as I scroll through the rankings. We'll do it for little NFL Kiwi. We'll do it for um, our buddy Goosh. Let's take a look at Kevin White because you guys are quite uh, there's quite a difference there as well. Blister, you have Kevin White at 16, and Slim, you have Kevin White all the way down at 32. So Slim, talk to us about what you think about the rookie wide receiver this year. Uh, well, I think you mentioned the key word is rookie. Uh, I think last year where he got spoiled, uh, recency bias is going to tell us what, uh, Odell Beckham did and, you know, it's going to, we're going to expect that from guys like Amari Cooper and Kevin White when in reality that is not the norm, um, you know, Sammy Watkins last year finished as the wide receiver 26. Uh, he had just over 200 fantasy points, and he had his ups and downs. Um, you know, Mike Evans was slightly better. He had, you know, close to 250. He had some monster games. Um, to me, I don't see Kevin White being the Mike Evans. I see him being closer to Sammy Watkins. So, okay. to me, he's in that wide receiver three discussion. You're going to have ups and downs with him. Uh, he's a rookie. It, it, it tends to happen. We don't get to see freaks like Odell Beckham all the time. So, you know, we got spoiled last year, and I think people are going to forget that. And it's going to be hard this year to get these rookies because I think people are going to overpay, which to me is a good thing. You should be hyping them up to your league mates right now uh, how much you love Amari Cooper, how much you love Kevin White, how much you love Nelson Aguilar all those guys and let those guys go and overpay for them. And you can get these, uh, you know, you're going to get some steals with veteran wide receivers. I guarantee you. Um, so yeah, he's just a guy. I just don't think he's going to be super consistent. Um, when I, with wide receivers, there's just so many. I want guys that I think are going to be consistent. Um, if it's a best ball or something like that, I might take a flyer on Kevin white or a rookie just because they might put up those massive games. But even then, I'm a little bit leery, um, you know, unless they have elite quarterbacks throwing them the ball to really, uh, you know, take a rookie over certain veterans that will be found in that same tier. Okay. So, um, Blister, you're thinking a little bit higher on Kevin White. Why Why the love? Uh, well, you know what, I just... <laughs> I think I have him ranked high because I think because of the big name and almost what Slim said, people are going to expect these big things from rookies because of what happened last year. And we did have, uh, you know, a few receivers end up in, like you said, Mike Evans, Calvin Benjamin finished top, uh, Evans 13, uh, um, Oh, I just changed the year on me, sorry. And uh, Benjamin was up there. But I look back to 2013 in Chicago, Brandon Marshall finished sixth and Alshon Jeffrey finished eighth. Now, if Kevin White can produce, I don't, you know, he he, he is skilled apparently. Uh, can he finish six and eight like Alshon and Brandon? No, I don't think they're ready for that. But I do think that perhaps they can pull him up. If Alshon is the top 10, maybe he can, maybe he can sneak inside top 20. But you do have to factor in, like I said, new offensive coordinator, new coach. You know, that that regime is kind of gone. So whether that will happen or not, that's hard to say. But if Cutler can, like we said, I mean, he, that's the other thing. But they did that with Cutler in 2013, finished 6-8. So he's going to get the opportunities. After, after Elshon and, and White, I, I really 
not too worried about too many other people in there uh, on that bear scene stealing targets. So we do know they're going to get into some shootouts. Maybe maybe uh, half of his point production is in garbage time when they're chasing the Green Bay Packers or somebody like that or the Lions trying to put up some points late in the game. Maybe he gets a bunch of garbage time points. Who knows? But they will still add up the same for your team. So I might have a little high, and I think I'll have to kind of watch as the season, as the summer goes along here and, and adjust accordingly. But I'm going to... I'm going to give him a little bit of hope, and maybe, you know, maybe hopefully, like the guys in our auction will look at that and pay lots of money, like Slim said for him. It won't be me, but hopefully, somebody will. All right. So, just speaking of heading into the auction, if we were going to go in there right now and just looking at this top 10, top 12 type of situation, Slim, what do you think, um, or who do you think, sorry, I guess, in that top 10 or 12? really is going to scream value to you that uh, you think is going to fall maybe, well, how, however under the radar a wide receiver one can be, but who do you think in that uh, in that top group of guys there is going to be good value for you? Um, I think that it's kind of going to be the same guys that always seem to, I, I would imagine. I, th- I think Odell Beckham Jr. won't. There's just too much hype. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown, rightfully so. He's, he's going to go for a lot of money. To me, he's the top guy. Um, if you believe in Alshon Jeffrey, I think you can get a good price for him. Um, but then I look at guys like Julio Calvin and AJ Green. I think, you know, Julio never seems to get thrust up there. And I, I'm, I might say this is because I'm higher than most, but I love his situation this year. Uh, Kyle Shanahan coming in to me, I think, is going to really look to get him the ball. Um, so I expect a big year out of Julio this year. I know injury concerns always drive his price down. To me, that's great. I don't if he misses two games for me, I don't care. Uh, he's going to yeah. score forty point. He's going to get forty points in a couple of games in PPR leagues. So that's fine if he misses two. Calvin Johnson, same thing. Coming off injuries, he's aging. Guys are low on him. I've seen it in lots of dynasty. Uh, talk. Um, people are selling him, you know, for next to nothing. Or at least they were a month ago. Um, I could see that carrying over into auction drafts and him going for, you know, bottom end wide receiver one, even high end wide receiver two prices. Um, and to me, the the guy is when healthy, he averages twenty points a game. He's up there with with you know Des Bryant and you know like the likes of that. So. If I can get him for cheap, I'll I'll love that. And AJ Green is another guy. I mean, the guy is a stud. He has a crap quarterback, yes, but he's shown what he can do with that crap quarterback. Again, he came off a in you know a banged up year last year. People tend to forget that they're down on him. Uh, we all have him as the eighth overall wide receiver. Um, I mean, to me, he could easily be a top five guy come the end of the year, though. So. Again, I think there could be value there with those three guys. Um, and a lot of it is because I think that we've seen their names up there for so long. Yeah. We kind of get this flavor of the week. So Odell Beckham. I mean, Antonio Brown is fairly recent. Uh, you know, Des Bryant, his little, uh, well, I guess he's the same age as uh, AJ and that. But, you know, after what that offense did last year, he's vaulted right to the top. Um, you know, guys like even Emmanuel Sanders, we kind of get enamored with that Denver offense, uh, T.Y. Hilton coming off a big year. So there's going to be these other names that we're not used to maybe seeing there that guys will maybe kind of uptick uh, and forget about some of these guys that that have been there for the last few years. Blister, how about you? With that uh, top 10 or 12 um, grouping there, who do you think you might see some value out of in this year's auction? I think Slim nailed it on the head. Some of these other guys have been around for a while, Julio, Calvin, AJ. You know, I think people are going to be all excited for Antonio, Dez, and Odell and some of the big-name receiver, rookie receivers from last year. And I think you're going to get these guys at a, a bargain compared to what they would have went the last year or two years ago or three years ago. And I think those guys are going to 
still be able to, you know, any of them could fight it out for the number one overall wide receiver. So I think, you know, Slim nailed it on the head right there. Uh, and, you know, when you drop off a little bit, I, I do like DeAndre Hopkins, and there's another guy who has a questionable, I have him at 14. He has, you know, his quarterback, who who will it be? Could be multiple quarterbacks this year. Kind of scary, but you know they're going to have to throw the ball. He's going to be their first choice. I got Golden Tate ranked pretty high because he finished 12th last year, and I know some of the argument it will be, well, it's because Calvin was banged up quite a bit, but we've talked about it all the time. If you can find that wide receiver, too, who's opposite a stud, he's going to find himself open more often. And Detroit throws the ball a lot. So, I mean, I that was his first year getting settled into a new quarterback and a new offense. I, I don't think... I don't think he's going to decline. I mean, Calvin is aging, so, you know, Calvin could see himself nicked up and banged up, and it takes a little, as you get older, it takes a little longer to heal. So I think he could play a very similar role as he did last year and hopefully put up, you know, 250, 280 fantasy points. All right. So let's start to stay with you because you were already kind of alluding to it. What about some guys that are in that, you know, right around that, wide receiver 20 range, you know, 17 through 22 or something like that. Who out of that group do you think can leapfrog and catapult up to wide receiver one status or close to anyways? And if I look on your list, you know, we're looking at Jordan yeah. Matthews, Calvin Benjamin, those types of guys. And, you know, I have three rookies, well, second-year players in a row ranked in there, Jordan Matthews, Calvin Benjamin, Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon Cooks, he got banged up near the end of the year, but he wasn't a great player on the road. But things are going to have to change. He's going to have to be better soon because what's going on in New Orleans is they lost, you know, Kenny Stills is gone, right? They lost Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was a, a big target hog, especially red zone. So Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's already working with Breeze. I mean, all these guys are working together, but he's, you know, things are looking good, but he has to be a complete player, you know, on the road and at home. But if he is, I mean, he's got Drew Brees thrown on the ball. There's no reason why his targets don't go up considerably and his production go with it. I mean, after that, it's Marcus Colston. There's not a lot there this year. So I think he has a chance. Calvin Benjamin, I think he's only going to get better as well. I mean, he averaged 17.4 fantasy points per game, and that's that's pretty impressive. So I think the uh, aerial attack is going to run through him, obviously, and, and continue to do so. He's a giant target. And um, there's another guy. Uh, I'm going to go all the way down to 22nd. I got Andre Johnson at 22nd. He finished 28th last year. Andre Johnson, if he would have stayed in Houston, he would have been another one of these guys that we would have kind of written off because of the situation he is in. But I like him going to probably the best quarterback he's ever played with. Um, There's a few concerns I have with him still. I mean, they have T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief. Uh, They just... They drafted uh, Dorsett, which I don't understand why they did that. But they signed Duron Carter. I mean, they got a lot of bodies. He's a big guy, though, smart route runner, savvy, could be a great end zone target. Um, but that's the other thing, too, is they do like to use Fleener and Dwayne Allen. So there's a lot of people to pass the ball to. But if uh, if Andre can get into the end zone twice as much as he did last year, I think he was only, I want to say, five times. I mean, if he can get into the end zone a few more times, that'll push him right up to you know, back-end uh, wide receiver one-type numbers. So and I think, you know, it's hard to say what's going to happen with T.Y. I don't think he'll be back there next year, so they could they could play the shit. They could play the heck out of him and, <laughs> and you know, you know, not worry about it because I don't think they'll be able to resign him the following year anyways. So you never know how that will affect Andre and all those guys. It's a little bit scary. I mean, you know they're going to have a good team. They're probably going to put up great numbers, but it could almost almost could be a different stud in, in Indy every week. There's a couple names. Well, though. Blister, just so you know, uh, Andre Johnson, three scores last year. Three. So. It was only three. Oh, well, then. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. see more than that. He's, he's yeah, going to have sure. a lot of points. For sure. Okay, so Slim. push him all the way up. Sure. Sorry, Slim. Uh, what about you? Who are some guys hovering in that zone for you that could flirt with that wide receiver one? Um, well, Julian Edelman is a guy that I've been trying to uh, kind of come around on. I, you know, he didn't have a thousand yards last year. Um, we know that in PPR, he's, you know, typically solid. Uh, he only had four touchdowns, which, you know, to, isn't necessarily, you know, he's not going to be a touchdown heavy type of player. Um, but I mean, even if he scores a couple more points, 
he missed two games last year. A couple games he had, you know, one game he had one catch uh, against Chicago in week eight. Um, if he can just produce a little bit more, there's only two games where he had over 10 catches where, you know, there's been times where, you know, he is perennially close to that. So um, I just think he's not that far off. A couple more scores, stays healthy for 16 games. I think the loss of Brady could hurt him. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. I, I To me, he's still Brady's second favorite weapon there. Um, so when he comes back, I kind of like Brady in this role. If the suspension does hold up, I don't think he's going to miss, you know, all four games. I think he might end up missing one or two and it doesn't matter. Brady's going to be playing with the hugest chip on his shoulder all year. Uh, it'll be, it could be similar to, you know, Spygate when they tried to just run the score up on people. I think just to say, yeah. you know, stick the middle finger, the NFL, I could see something like that again this year. So, um, like I said, I, th- I Element finished 15th last year. I could see him, you know, quite easily, you know, a couple more scores, and all of a sudden he's in that low-end wide receiver one for me. Uh, another name, you know, Blister touched on Andre Johnson. To me, he's interesting. Um, you know, he's got T.Y. there, but, you know, with more scores, to me, he's easily a high-end wide receiver two this year, even with his age. Um a guy that I believe it or not, Steve Smith is somebody that I don't know if he quite gets there, but right now I have him as the wide receiver, my wide receiver, nineteen. Uh, to me, he's in the same mold as Frank Gore. He's just this old guy that can just get it done. Um, you know, he stays relatively healthy. Uh, he's just got a compete level that's second to none out in the field. Uh, and yeah, he's gonna be, you know, have some lower, lower games where he only catches three passes or something, but he's also gonna have some big games where he catches, you know, eight balls for 150 yards and two scores. So, um, you know, it, they've said, the thing that scares me is, you know, and it makes sense, the guy's 36 years old, uh, he's gonna see fewer snaps probably this year. So, that maybe isn't a, a great thing for me, but to me, he's easily a low end wide receiver too. Um, again, you know, he only had six touchdowns last year. I don't know if you can expect much more than that. Um, but I mean, even if he gets close to double digits, he can start sneaking into the conversation for, um, you know, real low wide, wide receiver one. Okay. So we've danced around those two names right now. Blister, who's the best old guy? This year, I mean, if we look at Steve Smith, uh, Andre Johnson, is there somebody else that you would consider "quote unquote" old guy um, mm-hmm. in this year's auction draft? Calvin Johnson. Well, I kind of like. I was just thinking that. Do you call him that? Anyways, like I, uh, I was gonna lean on Andre Johnson for this one. I just think he might be excited. Uh, a little more to play. I, I mean, Steve Smith kind of declined a bit last year as the season wore on. Um, so I think Andre might be just kind of reinvigorated with Andrew Luck at QB. So I'm going to pick uh, Andre to be the better old guy this year. All right. And Slim, who do you have between the two of, the, two of them? Or is there somebody else? Is there, uh, I don't know, Anquan Bolden or Larry Fitz or somebody that leapfrogs everybody? No. Wow. No. I To me... They're the two top quote-unquote old guys, I guess, um, for me. Uh, Brandon Marshall isn't too far behind Andre Johnson, but um, I don't know. I, to me, I think Andre has the higher ceiling, um, but he also has T.Y. Hilton ahead of him, which is going to hurt his value a little bit. To me, Steve Smith doesn't really have anybody there. Perriman was drafted, but again, rookie wideout, I don't see him being really consistent um, so I have them really close. I won't lie, but I have Steve. Smith. I give Steve Smith the edge just because, to me, uh, right now by a hair, I just see a little bit more production. But I wouldn't be shocked. Like it wouldn't surprise me. Andre Johnson, to me, like I said, he's got a high ceiling, and I don't think the ceiling is that hard for him to reach. So um, that's why I got them really close. Well, and to, be, and to be fair, you guys both have them really close. Slim has Andre Johnson 
Oh, sorry, uh, Steve Smith at 19 and Andre Johnson at 22, and Blister's got Andre Johnson at 22 and Steve Smith at 25. So it is pretty tight um, as far as the old guys go. Now, Slim, you didn't mention another old guy, and looking through for dispar- disparities on the rankings, uh, you and Blister really are different on the other old guy, Brandon Marshall. Blister has him all the way down at 51, and Slim, you have him as a wide receiver too at the back end at wide receiver 24. So tell us a little bit about B. Marsh, and we'll let Blister defend his rankings. Um, well, I think a lot of people might be scared off by uh, that injury that, that Marshall had with his hip and things like that, and they also might be scared off by Geno Smith. To me, I think, you know, Marshall... We saw Eric Decker. Uh, I wish I had it offhand. I think he almost caught 100 balls last year. I can tell Geno you Geno Smith there. Uh, yeah, no, right. mind. I was off. There 74. Yeah. But still, uh, to me, Brandon Marshall catches 80 this year. Um, I, I think with Chan Gailey there, that offense won't – it can't be as bad as it was last year. I mean, you look at Decker catching 74 passes for 950 yards – that's, as, to me, as bad as it could have been offensively. So it can only go up. Uh, and to me, Brandon Marshall is still really talented. Uh, I think he's going to do wonders for Geno Smith. I'm not saying Geno Smith's going to become some elite fantasy quarterback by any means, right, right. but I think he'll be a great uh, red zone target for, for Geno. I think he'll be great for third downs. You know, we've seen Marshall. He's fearless. He'll go anywhere to catch passes. Uh, you know, if a ball's thrown poorly, he'll go up to get them. It doesn't matter. He'll take the hit. Uh, so I think he's going to be really great for Geno. And like I said, I'm pencil him in for 80, uh, for 80 receptions. I think to me, that guy, he is over, you know, 200 fantasy points in PPR leagues quite easily. I think he gets even close to around 220 fantasy points. So, um, yeah, I, I like him as a wide receiver too this year. So, Blister, Slim loves him. You're the hater. Talk to us about why you hate Brandon Marshall so much. Uh, I, I, a couple of things Slim alluded to. I, it was Gino. I'm just trying to pull up what I wrote about the Jets today, and I can't. Nothing works properly right now, but I, I think he's getting old. Okay, last year, okay, here they are. They ranked 28th in total offense. 283 points they scored as an offense, so they were one of the worst teams in the league. Brandon, I mean, Chicago might not have been a whole lot better, but Brandon scored in his last three years 11 touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, and then eight last year. I, I can't see him scoring that many touchdowns this year. I can't see him connecting with 480 catches either. Like, it could be partially due to I, I feel he'll be could be banged up again. Um, he finished last year. He missed three games. He was 34th ranked receiver. I think that. They have Decker. I think Amaro's going to have to be developed. This young Devin Smith comes in. Could be a little bit quicker. Could be, you know, I know Brandon Marshall's got history there, but I just think this is the year he, he declines to the point where, you know, I, I don't really want him on my team. So I, I was, I'll, I'll admit it, I was surprised that Decker even, I didn't expect Decker to do as much last year as he did. Yeah. So I guess there is that chance, but my my feeling is he he finishes somewhere around where he finished last year, and that's around mid thirties again, overall. There's a lot of talented young players ahead of him, and with better quarterbacks. So fifty, though? you know, I had and maybe one of the others. I don't have him that far down, do I? Yeah, yeah, fifty one, Brandon Marshall. I thought I had him thirty fourth. No, no, it's thirty four on my thing. Um, on the latest oh, members-only fantasy football rankings, updated May 12th, 15. Oh, I have them on here, updated May 12th. I got them 34th. Oh. Brandon Marshall. I have them twice? No. Nope. That's cool. The one I'm on is 2015 preseason rankings, updated May 12th. And he's 34th. All right. All right. Okay. That's weird. I don't know what we'll you're. We'll figure on. it out. Um, all right, we'll Maybe. figure it out. So that's weird. That's okay. So, uh, anyways, uh, anyways, the other question. Uh, go, finish. I can't remember what I was saying. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of young receivers that are better yeah, than them. That are better than them. Which is true. Yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. And it makes more sense if it's 34th. 
Yeah, it sure does. It, it was 34th, but I don't know what you guys are looking at. What? Well, we're oh, looking at what's my drive. <laughs> Where you have Tori Smith ranked 34th. What? I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. It's okay. Player rankings? What's it called? Members only site. That's what you're yep. looking at. Members only, yep. And I just copy Why and paste. Why the same as... I don't know. Maybe you changed those other ones since then. And I'm using this as the one for the official on the site. Anyways, awesome. either way, it's all right. 34 makes way more sense. We'll get that done. Uh, nope. Members only FF value? rankings. Nope. Members only FF no rankings. Not looking at auction hmm. values, no. Wow. I have auction values up if you would like me to pull those up for you, but... Uh, yeah, Brandon Marshall there at no. 32 as far as auction values go. Yeah. Anyways, it's okay. Not big deal. We'll get figured out. Player. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, All right. That's uh, that's what's posted right now on the website. If you head on over to the website, you can sign up for the members only uh, subscription on there. You'll get the full uh, the full rankings that all the different re- positions right now were at 98 wide receivers because we're talking about wide receivers. That's what we have right now. List on the members only site. So you can have a look at that. We've had a few people already signing up for the subscription nice and early getting ready for their drafts, which we love it. So um, make sure you head over for that. And uh, I guess just while I'm saying this, you can also, until June 1st, only a couple more days, Slim uh, threw the gauntlet down and said, uh, if you head on over to iTunes and you give us a, a rating and a comment, and then you come back to our site click on the podcast link, and then you can just uh, give us the details of what, you know, just to make sure that you're legit and you did something on iTunes. But if you head on over to iTunes and you leave a comment and a ranking, good or bad, you get yourself a free subscription to the website, the brand new subscription service we're offering. And since the last pod, guys, we've had, uh, uh, let's take a look here, one, two, I think it's about seven or eight guys since the last pod, but only three or four of them have actually gone over to the website and uh, giving us that information so that we can make sure we put you on the list for the free subscription. But uh, lots of them talking about how we're the only fantasy football auction podcast. Uh, They love the little nuggets of information, love the focus on auction. And I did enjoy the um, enjoy RMJ Pointer. I don't know what that his name is, but uh, A-plus niche podcast he did stay. Uh, I need this podcast to dominate my leagues. KBL and I run a league in BC, and we listen to the quote-unquote Canadian podcast, which is good to good to see. A little Canadian love there, boys. So, anyways, um, we'll get the uh, rankings all, get them all figured out. So, anyways, uh, we just wanted to ask you guys here, as we're probably quickly approaching the hour mark, we talked about the old guys. What about the young guys? Who's the number one rookie coming in this year? And you guys were fairly tight on this as far as what I see on the ranking. So, some, who's the number one young guy this year? In terms of my rankings? Yeah. I think I got Amari Cooper, but... So... Who's your number one? Why do you like him more than Kevin, because... than Kevin White, let's say? Or do you have someone else that's even higher as far as rookies go? Not higher than Mario Cooper, but... No, I think I got everyone else kind of, you know, I think I'm lower a little bit on Aguilar, uh, Perriman, yeah, 39th. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, 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 well, one, I mean, to me, Cooper's the most talented, most polished, most NFL-ready. He might not have the best situation, but uh, I think there's going to be a lot of passing opportunities in Oakland because they could very well be losing by halftime considerably in <laughs> this a lot of games, so uh, and he has a clear path. Uh, you know, what's Michael Crabtree, the only real obstacle in his way, and he's not even an obstacle. So, to me, Cooper can get a lot of targets. So, in a PPR league, to me, he is you know approaching that wide receiver to uh, echelon. We'll say. Ooh, nice uh, I think he scores over 200 points. To me, he has a season kind of similar to what um, Sammy Watkins did last year. And if I can get that from a rookie wideout, I'm not that disappointed with it. So, yeah. Like All right. So, Blister, you've got Kevin White just slightly above Amari Cooper. So, talk to us about the difference there. 
I got disconnected again, but I'm back. Oh, uh, back well, like I said, we Oakland was, I think, even worse offensively, maybe 31st last year, putting up points. And uh, David Carr, I think they're going to – he threw it 599 times last year, but I think they're going to take the ball out of his hand a bit more this year and try to run it a bit. So I just don't know. Like a lot of times what happens in Oakland is, is kind of disappointing – as bad as Jay is, I mean, he has had guys like we've. I remember answering this question a couple of years ago: of, How can you hate on Jay so much when Brandon yeah. Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, they're always they're always wide receiver ones and, and RB ones. Um, versus every year when Uncle Buckets drafts two or three of the Raiders run you know, wide receivers, they they kind of don't pan out. You know what yeah, I mean? So right. uh, I just think. Cooper, I'm hoping that he changes things in Oakland for the for their sake and um, produces. I just think that White, I, I think maybe walks into a better situation to to put up fantasy points right away. Okay, just a better, a little better. bit of a better situation yeah. there, especially if Jay Cutler can actually chuck it like he can. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Anything? Let's let's go. Let's go mega deep right now. Let's take a look at the guys that might be falling, you know, outside that top 40, top 50. Blister, who do you got that you think is going to be, uh, you know, a couple of bucks or a waiver wire guy that's going to be able to surprise for 2015? Well, I think, you know, even since we're on uh, Oakland, Michael Crabtree could have a little bit of a bounce back. Um you know, I think it, he had a lot of skill, and for whatever reason, it just last year was a terrible year, and he didn't put up the numbers we hoped he would. I mean, I think Slim and I drafted him in that one big stakes one, and he was one of the many disappointing players we drafted. So, um, but I just think maybe a change of senior does him good. Uh, uh, Carr did throw the ball 120 more times than than Cap did last year. Now, if they reduce that a bit, they reduce that a bit. But he is a veteran on the teams compared to Cooper. And, uh, you know, if Cooper does get a lot of attention, he might find himself a bit more open. If they do have a good run game, you know, they're going to have to pay attention to that as well. So he's a guy that could could produce better. Cody Latimer is another guy. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, he's... Welker's out of the picture now, but they still have Sanders and Demarius ahead of him, obviously. But uh, I'm hoping that with his talent level, they're going to develop him more and get him more involved in that offense this year. Um, and with Peyton Manning throwing the ball, I mean, you got to love everybody. If, if suddenly he becomes relevant on the depth chart and, and, and is on the field regularly, then all of a sudden his value should shoot right up. And going further down, let's just see... I should just talk up some of these guys so I can try to trade them better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like Andre Holmes, as Buckets knows. Well, Josh Huff yeah. was a guy I really liked in Philadelphia, and I talked him up a lot, and then they go and draft Nelson Aguilar. But I think Josh Huff could still squeeze out, say, Riley Cooper or somebody and push him down the depth chart. But Huff was from Oregon, where Chip was from which is why he's on that team and which is probably why they were letting Macklin go and, and knowing what they had in him. So I still do think he was there one year, so I do think he has that opportunity to produce it this year. I mean, with with Matthews, Aguilar, and him, three young receivers, it's pretty hard to, you know, uh, rest your hat on any one of them, but I think his, he, he could have a bigger, much bigger role, obviously, in that offense this year. What, would you, what about some late guys that you might be – Targeting late in our uh, auction. Uh, well, really late. Start... Really? Talking to me now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, to I'm gonna save one for the end because I feel like half the people listening will shut it off when I mention his name. But so Cole Beasley to me is one guy in PPR league. Uh, I think he's the second best receiver on Dallas. Believe it or not. Um, so I got him as my wide receiver, 62. To me, he's in wide receiver three in PPR leagues fairly easily next year. So he's a guy that I'm going to target late. I Hopefully I can get him for next to nothing. Um, I hate Terrence Williams, so that helps with that as well. I don't think he's any good. Um, so, yeah, bring on Cole Beasley. Uh, another guy will go a little bit higher. Um, I got Marcus Colston. And not to go a little chalky here, I guess, before I get to this one that's going to make people throw up as my wide receiver 44. <laughs> um, 
you know, they've lost a ton of targets in Jimmy Graham. If he can stay healthy, which, you know what, at this val- at this range, and, you know, wide receiver 45-ish to 50th, uh, I don't care if he plays every game. I just have hope that when he's in there, he catches me eight passes when he's in on when I got him starting. And I think he can do that in a lot of weeks. I I have Drew Brees, you know, as a top five quarterback. I think, and we'll get into this at a pod later. But uh, they've addressed the offensive line to hopefully keep Brees protected. They realize that that's the only chance they have to win. So. I think that he's going to be able to have more time to throw the ball. Yes, they'll run it too, but I think he's going to not be planted on his can as much, and he'll be able to uh, – all the guys will love that. Uh, I could hear the accent when I said can. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think he'll have time to, to you know, throw the ball still a considerable amount, so I like Colston this year. Another guy – uh, I have him as my wide receiver 55, a lot different than you guys I know, so you guys don't hang up or swallow your vomit if it comes up. But oh, yeah, Bo, here it comes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can feel it. <laughs> and yeah. I just heard click, uh, click, 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 all those phones just shut off the pod. Yeah, I know, but you know what? Someone's got to catch passes in Cleveland. They cannot run the ball every play regardless of what they can Cleveland they have three, run, three running backs yeah well you know what if they put 10 people in the box good luck yeah. i don't care if you're isaiah crowell or uh, jim brown comes back out of you know the jim time brown machine. but so they're gonna have to throw the ball i think that there's gonna be some destitute weeks from from Dwayne bow but i think there'll be some serviceable weeks in a ppr league if he catches five six passes i'll you know what he he should be okay um you know, I I would love to see a little bit more from the quarterback position, but hopefully that'll shake out in camp. To me, he's a guy who no one's even going to be looking at in a lot of leagues, so you can probably get him off waivers after you draft uh, just on the name and the situation alone, but that's okay. If I can get a guy like that for free, I will definitely take a flyer on him. Well, I'll let you know here that now if I can... Oh, my supercomputer is being dumb. Um, I just... Did a bow. Right now is at 58 on uh, Fantasy Pros, but there's somebody who has him up at uh, 41, so uh, higher higher than you, even Slim, at 41. Sweet. Feels, feels high. I'm now, now I'm nosy. I want to see who that is. Actually, you know, someone has him at 38. Um, don't throw their names out because you'll No, I'm not going to. Actually, I don't. If... I don't know. If I said them, I don't recognize them anyways, so I'll leave it at that. It's not the magic man. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, not our buddy who just picks winners. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay, so those are a couple of late bloomers you guys are thinking that might uh, might be able to hit hard. So, I don't know. We're going to talk plenty more about wide receivers. It is only May 26 after all. So we've got a ton of time to go deeper into a lot of things. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up as far as wide receivers right now? or Nope. Everyone good. good. No, you're good. Blista, are you still here? I'm back again. I got kicked out again. <laughs> That's weird. You know, I was looking. I don't know how. Still mad looking at that Brian Marshall ranking, how it was so mixed up, and now it's kind of everything else is close. It's just throwing everything off by one. But I remember what I was going to say too. Maybe what had him ranked so low is I was arguing oh, yeah. with a guy from the ECL about Brandon Marshall and uh, Don from San Diego, meaning Wales vagina. Oh, he, San, and San I have Diego. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> so a bit of a disagreement on where he should be, and Don. Don thinks a lot higher of him, so didn't work out. <laughs> so you just updated your uh, your rankings there, Blister? I I'm see. working on it. It's I'm trying to just... compare the notes, and that oh, one was just okay, way good. out of left field, that one. So the rest of them are Well, I just copied and pasted, I, I felt, but that's all right. Well, no worries. You know the, uh, we'll get it all you, I've shared it with you again. I shared it with you again, the preseason rankings that I have my comments on, you know? That's the one I was looking at when we were doing this. Yeah, yeah. What, and you, and one, that, one, one for members only doesn't. I sent this so one you back got that one as you. well. Yeah. Okay. No worries. We'll get her all dialed yeah. in. Anyway, so you can head on over to the 
over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. You can take a look. We've got a couple articles up already on the members-only site. We've got the auction values, the early, early, early auction values for 2015, as well as the consensus rankings are also on there. Blister has already fired out uh, pretty much the entire AFC as far as, as breakdown of teams, Blister. Is that correct? Yep. Who they signed, who they lost right. in the offseason, the rookies they drafted, studs, sleepers, breakouts, bounce back, candidates, all that stuff. So that'll be all on there. I've re- We have released part one of the triple Bs from Blister. Or no, I've done uh, part one and part two of the triple Bs, I believe. So part three will be released here pretty soon. Getting pretty thick over at the members only area. So feel free to check that out at thefantasyfootballauction.com. Click on members and you can have a look. Uh, don't forget till June 1st, if you head on over to iTunes, give us a ranking and a comment and then Leave that information for us on our podcast page on the website. And uh, you get yourself a free membership to said subscription site. Um, follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Auction. Uh, send us an email. It's uh, footballauctioneer at gmail.com. Those are all the ways you can get a hold of us or you can get uh, some exclusive content. Remember, we are the first and only fantasy football auction website on the Internet, uh, which still marvels me because I can't think of one other topic on the internet, that's on the interweb. I, I can't think of like lawnmowers. There's more than one site. Um, uh, Kool-Aid jammers. I bet there's more than one site. I my kid left on the table. But yeah, one site for fantasy football auctions. That's it. That's all. One podcast for fantasy football auctions. That's us. So um, come on over and take a look. Anyways, uh, guys, that's I guess pretty much wraps up episode one zero niner. Um, Slim, I'm going to see you on the soccer pitch tomorrow. Yes. Uh, hopefully, you have that trophy nice and shine shined up. Uh, the boys said you can babysit it for eighty five minutes. Oh, they better send it back down. It's up in uh, the D town, getting refurbished. Why is the so. in K town being refurbished? The boys. Well, we had to send it up there a couple weeks ago for inventory purposes. So hopefully they fire it back down on the bus. Oh. Uh, And um, uh, Blister, feel free to come out and uh, cheer the old soccer team on. You like to see you out there 1230 on the pitch. Supposed to be a beautiful day tomorrow. That's why you should be out there. Let's fill the stands. Get the SPF on that ball dome here, Bex. Oh, oh don't worry. Hat. It'll be on hot and Maybe heavy. Got one game on. <laughs> Get that by yeah. the final. Hero. Yeah. Yeah, but I do have to line the first game, so that's all right. But mm. we'll be okay. Mm. Anyways, guys, I'll see you tomorrow uh, over on the soccer pitches. For everyone else, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies. I'll be coming.